This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Relations between China and Canada in the spotlight today. I don't know if you caught this. The audio is not great. I will play it for you, though. But a rare behind-the-scenes moment of diplomacy. Um, Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping criticizing Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Why? Because Trudeau shared details of a conversation they had had yesterday uh, on the sidelines of the G20 summit. And uh, she uh, said, you know, everything that we discussed has been leaked to the paper, and that's not appropriate. Here, here's, here's his interpreter. They're all three of them are there. You've got Trudeau, you've got the interpreter, and you've got she. That's a failure of Alberta. Oh, hang on. Sorry, sorry. I've got the wrong clip going on there for you. I apologize. This is the one I'm trying to play. Everything we discussed has been leaked to the paper. That's not appropriate. And that's not how the way the conversation was conducted. If there is sincerity on your part, free and open and frank dialogue, and that is what we will continue to have, we will continue to look to work constructively together. But there will be things we will disagree on. So you've got um, you've got the translator saying everything we discussed had been leaked to the paper. That is not appropriate. Trudeau interrupts and says we believe in free and open and frank dialogue, and that is what we'll continue to have. We will continue to work to constructively work together, but there are things we will disagree on. They then shook hands and and went separate ways. Um, now this is we know there's so many different aspects of this going on this morning. Um, Canadian officials saying we need to have our eyes wide open to Chinese interference. You know, the story that Global broke last week about uh, as many as 11 uh, MPs being, I don't know, not funded, but given some money by uh, the Chinese government and also people working in, in MP offices. So China really, really, really working hard to get involved in Canada's political system. And today Trudeau said that, you know what, we know what's going on. That's what he was talking to Xi Jinping about. Um, saying we have to continue to be on guard. He was talking about, uh, he said he raised concerns about Chinese interference following the police station story we talked about a couple of weeks ago. China reportedly meddling in the election, trying to fund some candidates and things like that. Uh, he did say, however, our elections are secure. Canadians can and must be reassured that yes, foreign interference is an issue in a lot of different ways, as we've seen all around the world. But the integrity of Canada's elections have not been compromised. Okay. Um, so the whole relationship, how, where do you draw the line? Because some things it's beneficial to have the Chinese involved, some things it's not. Um, for example, about a year ago, there was an international conference hosted by the Royal Military College in Kingston, Ontario. It was an international, everybody's welcome. There were a number of topics on the agenda, including... Attacks on democracy by Chinese and Russian forces. Um, the Chinese military asked for an invitation. The Department of National Defense in our country ended up saying, yeah, okay. And there, there's reasons they did that, too. I don't think China actually attended. It was all virtual anyway. But but it, it begs the question, where do you draw that line? To help us get some clarity on this, we're going to chat with uh, David Burkusson, who is a professor of history and director emeritus of the Canadian Centre for Military Security and Strategic Studies at the University of Calgary. David, thank you for joining us again. Appreciate your time. 
No problem. A lot going on here to start. Um, why don't we just take a look at this particular conference, the one that happened last October, um, where China asked for an invitation and they were given one. Um, it was all virtual. I don't think anybody came here, but but there were some good reasons for having China at the table for that one, right? These conferences are fundamentally academic. Uh, military historians and some other people who, who uh, study the military, sociologists and anthropologists and so on, come together and give their papers. And uh, there's nothing secret about the material that they're giving. The, the conferences are not closed to uh, anybody. And uh, you can get the information that they're giving at these conferences. You can get them online after the conferences yeah. are over. You know, there's uh, there's no reason why the Chinese shouldn't be sitting there or sitting there virtually and hearing this stuff. And uh, if, if not here in Canada, they would go to... Australia, or they would go to Indonesia, and they would, or Japan, and they would hear the same thing. And so, no reason they shouldn't be there, and perhaps some reasons why they should be there, right? Department of National Defense, uh, in, in extending the invitation and explaining why they did, said, you know what? It, it's good to have them there. That's why we have these. We want to make connections and we want to have dialogue. Exactly. Uh, somebody who comes to one of these conferences may end up in a very high position somewhere down the road. Uh, then this is a person who knows Canada and new Canadians make some connections. Uh, and, and there's, there's nothing secret or, uh, of an espionage type nature that goes on at these places. And, you know, I mean, I, I, we get the deliveries from Amazon at the house every day and half of them are made in China. We, <laughs> we, we, we still, this is not the cold war we had against the Soviet Union when I was much younger where you didn't see any mail, yep. you didn't see any products, you didn't have any communication. Okay, we have to be very, very careful about dealing with the Chinese, but we can't pretend that we have a Cold War with them yet. Well, that's the issue, right? When we have that intermingling in so many areas, primarily economically and trade and all the rest, you're right. You know, to sort of just put up a firewall is all but impossible. But we've we've made mistakes before, right? I know you and I have talked about some of the concerns you've had with, um, you know, uh, Chinese people, um, forces or military being involved in, in training exercises in Canada, for example. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's the sort of stuff we shouldn't be doing. And uh, you know, the, the, our current liberal government has just only recently, I'd say within the last six to nine months. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, had, had, a, had the cup of coffee to wake up to where our allies have been, which is you've got to be very careful in dealing with the People's Republic of China. You just do have. They have ambitions which cross our ambitions. They, they have... Uh, uh, aims that are very different from our own, and uh, this this attempt to try to uh, infiltrate our electoral system. Well, I mean, of course we we should expect that to be happening. The onus is on us to protect ourselves. It's not on them for right. us to go to them and say, "Well, gee, please don't mess in our affairs." Uh, we've got to be much stronger, and uh, the government, I guess, lately, I'm not exactly sure why, except maybe pressure from 
uh, our allies, as, as the government has lately been saying, okay, well, we, we can't do this anymore, we can't do that anymore. Okay, fine, you should have done it five to ten years ago. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we've we've talked about it on the air many, many times. So, what 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 do we need to do? Like you say, we can't we can't ask nicely. That seems to be our first tr- course of action on all of these sorts of things. After the fact, what do we need to be doing ahead of time to make sure you know our next election we don't have the Chinese government paying um, potential MPs part of their campaign money? Because we need to have a much more secure way of looking at money coming into the country. In the United States, for example, you, you, they, they are, you, Americans are not allowed to receive money from abroad. Now, that, that in itself is not good enough, but it's a start. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you can't receive money from abroad. Uh, the second thing is that you need to uh, police the donation system of all of these candidates, provincial, federal, and municipal uh, you've got to try to clean the system up of foreign money, and especially of money coming in from countries whose interests are at odds with our own, like China. Um, so that's uh, I, th- I think that's a step, that's a starting point. But then you need to stamp the word of security on everything that you're dealing with China. Uh, we're starting to do that now with things like chips and so on, and we finally got on board with Huawei. Uh, but it took us way longer than it took uh, many of our allies. So why did that happen? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, whenever we talk about a lot of these stories, it all comes back to the two Michaels. They didn't want to mess up negotiations with the two Michaels, but that's now a year by um, and shouldn't be as big of an issue. When it comes to, you know, when we find out who these MPs were, uh, we know there's 11 of them that, you know, maybe got money. What what do we have criminally? Is there a criminal sanction that can be applied here? Or is this just something that we've had a giant loophole on? Well, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, and I can't tell. I, and I don't know the election law that, that closely, but I do know that there ought to be some yes, yeah. from receiving funds from, a, as I say, from a country whose interests are so much different than our own. And uh, that's, just, uh, that's a simple, plain fact of life. We, can't, we just cannot allow our elections to, to, be, uh, to, to, to be undermined uh, by these kinds of processes. You know, we're talking about elections, but how concerned are you about what they've done with post-secondary education, how the Chinese government has infiltrated very, that? We know that's a big issue. Very, the police stations, very, I mean, it's not just government, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm very concerned. The, these, uh, these institutes that they have set up across the country in several universities are open doors for the dissemination of Chinese propaganda. Right. And everyone knows it and has known it for years. Uh, I don't know what the situation is at the University of Alberta. Uh, the the uh, University of Calgary has not had one, and we will not have one. Uh, I think there's a few others that are still operating at other universities in Central Canada, but uh, we know what they are. So what are, what is they're just propaganda mills that you set down in, inside a university, which is not for the study of this or that or the other thing, but to push a certain political line. We wouldn't allow that for for Canadian organizations mm-hmm. that only existed to push political lines of, of of one sort or another. So why would we want to allow it to, to the Chinese to be doing it? So is is it just? I mean, for lack of a better term, the golden rule here: he with the gold makes the rules. Is that what it is? Just the the economic influence and, and yeah, how it can, it can? Yeah, it can be. But you 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 know there has to be a limit to yeah. what you are prepared to allow. And uh, I, I mean, universities have got open and free discussions. I have no problem with inviting Chinese diplomats or Chinese scholars to universities or having 
exchanges. I know about 20 years ago, I was brought to uh, China, uh, and we had some academic exchanges there, and we brought some of their people over here. That's a different thing. Right, yeah. When, when, you've, got, when you've got a cockpit of propaganda uh, selling the government line to students and trying to, in a sense, slowly change the opinion of Canadians towards the policies, and I, and I stress the policies of the PRC, then you have a, di- a difficult and dangerous situation. I think it's key there you mentioned slowly turn the tie because it's a long game. Oh, yeah. All of these things we're talking about have been happening for years. We're just starting to realize it now, I think, or at least react to it. But it's been going on yeah. a long time, right? That's the plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's scary stuff. Uh, yeah. Dr. Burkusson, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate being here today. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.